comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash outnowpodcast. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's www.audibletrial.com slash outnowpodcast. Previously on Out Now with Aaron and Abe. Okay, so we have Jack Ryan coming up next week. Let's all do our best Russian accents. Oh, I love Russian accents with my strawberry ice cream. In Russia... Strawberry ice cream, serve you. Hmm. Hmm. For sale, baby shoes, partially digested. Pretty good, guys. That was pretty good. Nah, well, what can I say? I was, uh, born with a taste for vodka and a red curtain around my cradle, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and I was, wait, what? Wait a minute, I forgot my introduction. Introduction. We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is... Abe, hola, amigos. Out Now is a film podcast with Abe and I discussing new movies weekly. We also bring a discussion about the latest movie trailers, box office results and predictions, a callback to past films similar to the main film of the week, games... And other fun stuff. This is episode 135, 135. All of it. 531? <laughs> Indeed. And today we are talking about Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruit, the newest Jack Ryan movie based on the character created by Tom Clancy. And joining us to discuss Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruit. I'm like, I'm pronouncing the colon. You have to say the entire name of the well, title. I'm pronouncing the colon with that pause. Jack Ryan. Shadow Recruit, we have joining us from Damn Dirty Blog, constantly updating. He just remodeled a hotel bathroom and opened up a can of Shao Fu. It's Jordan Grout. Hello! Shao Fu. Ooh. How are you doing, Jordan? Oh, so good. How are you? Really good. Our original guest, Jordan Grout. Yes. Original. Original. And a first, the original. And a first for the new year. Ooh. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad so that you're doing the uh, the colon, by the way. That's much better than Star Trek Into Darkness, which had no colon, so it doesn't make any sense. That was the least of that movie's problems. <laughs> I like how, I like how because one movie's had a colon, you're like, yep, see, they've done away with the colon now. <laughs> no, no, they need the colon. Clear, clearly, this one example proves that that's happened. Proper happens. grammar is important. <laughs> okay, uh, let's get to some announcement stuff here. Um, we have recorded our accolades episode. I have a feeling this episode will be out before that, so I'm comfortable saying that tune into that one soon. Uh, yeah, that, that was a lot of fun, and you'll get to hear what all the all of our other guests got to think about the various movies of last year. We already posted the photo that we talked about on the on that episode on our Facebook page. You know it. Uh, my iTunes reviews and ratings, good to get those. Helps out the show, helps other people find our show, and we certainly like to have more listeners because we like having the listeners we have currently, so why not bring more of that in? That makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah. trademark. All right. <laughs> Thanks. Um, let's see. Um, voicemail line, because uh, that's fairly new, so I'm going to keep announcing it. 
Uh, 972-798-3830. Feel free to leave us a voicemail if you like to. Um, it's cool. To- that was so fast. You got to say that again. I said 972-798-3830. I'm dialing it right now. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, That's what I'm doing. Okay. You're going to listen to the voicemail, and it's going to be this podcast. <laughs> it's going to be a live voicemail. Yeah. <laughs> Necessary. <laughs> Speaking of necessary, let's mm. get on to know everybody. Each week and out and out there today, we try to ask each other a few questions, try to set the tone for the podcast. We better get to know, know everybody. everybody. So uh, let's do that here. I'm going to start this one off this week. Jordan. Yes. If confronted with a race against time, would you be comfortable getting behind the wheel of a vehicle you've never ridden before to try and get the job done? Well, yes. Of course. <laughs> Well, what, what what kind of vehicle? I don't, whatever. But That'd no. be funny if you didn't know how to ride a motorcycle. A motorcycle, a street <laughs> luge. I need a motorcycle right now. A street, a street luge, a monster truck, a, a, a forklift that happens to be the fastest thing you can drive. Luge. Oh, well, if it's forklift. One of those, one of those street luges, yeah. You know, they're always sitting around. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I got to get down this hill really quick. What can it's I use? Yeah. <laughs> There's a street luge over there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's just sitting there. <laughs> No, if it's a forklift, then I'll say yes. Okay. Only if it's a forklift. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> Only if it's a forklift. Anything else? Uh, I don't like it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Abe. Yeah. What is your most memorable theatrical experience? Uh, I'd have to say Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. First movie I ever saw in theaters. Saw it with my two brothers. It's amazing. Loved that movie. And it's a good movie. So not first, just sentiment. Your first movie in theaters was when you were like, Five or six? Yeah, it's pretty young. And that's the most memorable the- theatrical experience you can remember? Yeah, it's, it was awesome. Was I it mean, because it was the Ninja Turtles, or was it like crowded and was, everybody was going both. nuts? Or? Both, because it was, okay. the, it was the Ninja Turtles movie, which I was a big fan of at the time. Uh, still well, am. Yeah, okay, and, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> theatrical experience, and it was the two of those combined. It was almost as if it was heaven on earth. I was just like having a bunch of mana in my pocket there. T-U-R-T-L-E, power. Yes! Cowabunga, Splinter Kids. Uh, Aaron. I, sorry, I, like, I quoted a song, and you just like made up words that are like happen to be related to the thing you're talking about. <laughs> I could have gone on rapping, but I didn't want to. Yeah, that was the reason. All right, go on. <laughs> Aaron. Yeah. You've got to find a piece of... Jewelry and or object that you're having you have to put on a special person um, that you care for. What object do you choose? Um, I don't know a brooch. How about that? A brooch. Didn't see that one coming, did you? No, nobody sees that coming. That's why it'd be a great idea. Okay, crush that answer. <laughs> GPS and the brooch. Yep. Hey, back at you. Yeah. How many Russians does it take to screw in a light bulb? Uh. <laughs> Politically correct answer, I'd say two. I have like I have like six answers here. <laughs> so I'm gonna read one of them. No, read all of them. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. One to change it, and a thousand to spread propaganda claiming it never burned out. Oh. Let's see. One to change it, and one to shoot him after to protect state secrets. Huh. Just one, but it takes him thirty years to realize it's burned out. That's a fun one. <laughs> One to change the light bulb and one to sue the original light bulb manufacturer for millions. Love it. Let's see. One to change the light bulb, one to push the ladder and knock him off, and three workman's comp lawyers. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, and uh, lastly, um, in uh, Russia, he holds the light bulb in place and waits for the world to revolve around him. Ah, uh, poetic. All right, so that, that gets across our xenophobic Russian answers. For that. <laughs> <laughs> I just had that question. I was like, I'm sure that has an answer, so I Googled it, and I have like six answers. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> That's a lot of those questions, yeah. Okay, Jordan. Okay. Who is a director that you wish that they would have a silly title uh, when they're being introduced in, in films? So, for instance, like, from the director of Thor with Kenneth Branagh. From the director of the well-regarded, I like Thor. Thor. <laughs> but I thought that it was a that it was a interesting choice. I guess it was the most recent choice for Kenneth Branagh. Well, I mean, if you say from the director of Hamlet, you know, you're not going to get like, into. The, the I am Democrat. all over that. Um, what about from the director of the Nut Job, Terrence Malick? <laughs> well, that'd be like one that's real, right? Oh wait, does that be it one that? Be... <laughs> oh, I mean, but come on, from the from the director of Piranha Two Two, uh, James Cameron. Like, if that was preceding a movie, like, what's um? You stumped me. From the director of Music of the Heart, Wes Craven. He did do that. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, oh. From the director <laughs> of Species, Roger Donaldson. There you go. I'm trying to think of like a really weird one too. I don't know. From the director of Critters. Or Which was, uh, Sorry, the movie that Raphael goes to see in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. I meant, I meant Cocoon. Uh, Ron Howard. Ah. Anyway. I love that movie. Yeah, but I mean, it's funny, right? You're like pronouncing like Cinderella Man, and he said, from the director of Cocoon. <laughs> <laughs> Ron Howard. Ang Lee hasn't okay. really done anything too silly. Have you seen Hulk? Besides the Hulk! <laughs> Uh, but I love that movie. It's a movie. Yeah. Um, oh, from the director of, what, what was it like, um, the light, the, uh, Martin Scorsese, Liza Manella movie, New, New York. From the director of New York, New York. <laughs> yes. Comes Hugo. Um, alright. Jordan, you're up. Okay. Aaron. Yeah. What is, what has been the most miserable theatrical experience? <laughs> oh, God, I get the miserable one? Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um Miserable theatrical experience. Let's see. Uh, Napoleon Dynamite, actually, that'd be my answer. Um, I, I Just wasn't, because you hated the movie? Well, it didn't help that I was already disliking the movie, but it didn't help that when I was in the theater watching it, like everyone else in that theater, like which I assume like half of them was made of people that I've already seen it like a couple times, like everyone, the laughter coming out of that movie felt like people laughing at a retarded person. Like that's that's the impression I got, and that's that's a lot of the reason why I didn't like Napoleon Dynamite. What's your opinion on Nacho Libre? Um, it's better, but I'm still not a big fan of it. Yeah, I don't like. I don't. That. I don't like Jared Hess's kind of style of humor. I like uh, Gentleman Broncos, though. I never saw Gentleman Broncos, but it has Sam Rockwell, so like that's and, it's pretty and, funny. and Jermaine Clement. So it's like things that I like are in this movie. But we'll see. If that's on PC, sorry, like a, you know, a, a mentally challenged person. I'm sorry if I said retarded person that offended anybody. I, uh, uh, no, I, 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 <laughs> yeah, it's no eagle. But, you know, it's still pretty funny. <laughs> All right. Is that it? Is everybody? Oh, I think I think that's it. I know you guys pretty well now. <laughs> Thanks, Jordan. <laughs> Good. Because that is, in fact, how you play. No. Oh, everybody. That was pretty good, eh? That was a good one. Well, nah, I think it's a little off time. No, I, everybody. I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> 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 anyway, let's move on down to cookies.
Tim. Each weekend out now, we talk about one main movie of the week, but we always have other movies we've seen during the week, so we have to close out with Tim. Crush that one. Trying to match your speed there. Thank you. Mm. Jordan, have you seen any other movies this week? <laughs> I watched, I'm halfway through The Spectacular Now. Yeah. <laughs> at the moment, uh, I paused it to record this, and I love it so far. Well, I'm at the uh, point where, where Kyle Chandler is about to, to come on in. To crack onto the scene. So it's going to get that much better. Uh, yesterday, I watched The Great Beauty. Oh, yeah? And it's just another one of my favorite movies of the year. I loved it. It's uh, it's so funny, and um, it has that Italian type of filmmaking, which isn't for everybody. But I, I I appreciate it, and and if if you like Italian films, you'll love it. It's it's just superb, and it's it's beautiful to look at. You can just put it on mute. That's the impression I'm getting for sure. Yeah, and and just look at the visuals. Um, yeah, I highly recommend it. It's coming out in March, I believe, on Criterion, and I will add it to my collection. Yeah, it's, uh, it's playing near me, actually, right now, so I might go check it out this week. Yeah, and, uh... Especially since there's oh, nothing else. We'll talk about what's coming out next week, next week. <laughs> but we'll get mm, that. The best of the best. <laughs> yeah. I watched The Born Legacy. Ah! Like, have you not seen it before? I I had seen it before. I kind of forgot it, so I wanted to rewatch it. It's still not that good. Um, uh, then I watched uh, Some of All Fears. I've, I've never seen any Jack Ryan film before Jack Ryan, and I chose the Ben Affleck one, we'll and talk- I, I enjoyed it very much. I do, too, and we'll talk about that when we talk about Jack Ryan, because I also watched it again after I saw Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruit. And I know it came <laughs> out, everybody uh, tore it apart, and I don't understand that, because it's quite solid. It's thrilling, it's engaging. Good acting. Well, the weird thing is, it got well reviews at the. It got good reviews at the time when it came out. It's just people want to remember it being bad for some reason, which is. Odd I remember uh, Ebert giving it three and a half stars. Yeah, but it did. Everybody I spoke to said it was terrible. Because everyone like hated Affleck back then for some reason. Yeah. Because sure he dated because, because he dated some girl, which is yeah. apparently a horrible thing to do. It have is. a have a relationship. Yeah, I mean, I mean <laughs> that that made you a bad actor. Like, that's what that that's what I found. He out. got her a ring. But no, it's uh. I, I I enjoyed it a whole lot. That it? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's all I've seen. Abe? Uh, like Jordan, I saw half of a movie because it was 2 a.m., but I watched uh, half of Saving Mr. Banks, and so far I am not liking some characters in that movie. Although Jason Sorchman, one of my favorite characters so far. Well, yeah. You're watching yeah. half of Mr. Banks at 2 a.m.? I've got to finish the rest of it today. I was, uh, I was just... That was like a know. late theater you were at, Abe. It was, and it is, I guess. It was It was earlier today, but yeah, so far, Mr. Banks, uh, it doesn't seem like that nice of a guy. And Mrs. Travers, uh, doesn't seem like that nice of a woman. So oh, hopefully there's like some magical, horrible. Uh, some magical magic, Disney magic that happens at the end with a mouse, and they just like, yeah, let's be friends. It's but, a chore to sit through that movie. You should be happy, because it got no Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> Thank I, God. Except for Thomas Newman's wonderful score, apparently. That was, apparently, <laughs> man, remember those themes, Jordan, and St. Mr. Banks? Oh, yeah. Up, they're just uh-huh. like, Mr. Banks. <laughs> Classic score. <laughs> I, oh, that movie. Jesus. She's such an unpleasant person to be with for two hours. Uh, I'm waiting for that turn in character events. um, uh, Anything else, Abe? 
No. Okay. <laughs> I did watch the first episode of Archer season four, so five. 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 No. It's kind of weird. Vice. I hope, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I like that the show has decided to be like, you know what? We've done the same thing for four years. Let's do something completely Let's different. Mix it all up. Yeah. <laughs> Loved it. Um, speaking of TV shows, I finished the first season of Lutha. Lutha? Lutha. Oh, wow. Um, which, um, when you get up, like, it's a very standard procedural until you get to the fifth episode, and it's Great. only six episodes long, and it's like, oh, this show has a lot more going on, apparently. You got crazy. Yeah. <laughs> then it's like, then you're like, yeah, now I want to see where this goes, and so I'm really looking forward to the second season of Lutha. Lutha? But yeah, solid. Good job, Idris. Um... <laughs> By the by, I love the way that he, he destroys a door after going to see his ex-wife. Oh, my God, he has got anger problems. Yeah. <laughs> He's got some issues, and he doesn't need any issues. Um, <laughs> I, I saw Devil's Do. Um, With uh, Matt Saracen. Matt Saracen from Friday Night Lights. Lights. Yeah. Um, th- this, mo- this is not a good movie. Um, oh, the main so problem with it, and I say this as a person that's a big fan of the Paranormal franchise, is that it's really boring. Like, it... <laughs> It, it um it's basically Rosemary's Baby put into modern times with On the found fo- with the found footage um, aesthetic. Uh, um and no, why would slow motion ever be the thing I would say in that sentence? Um, and, um, and it's just it's very boring to watch. Like it, you get the idea that obviously something's happening, but it's just like whatever. I don't care. Let's move on. There, there there's you know. Creepy things happening with my stomach. That's horrible. And then eventually <laughs> things get worse. And then it ends. It at least doesn't end in like an anticlimactic way, like um, the devil inside. But it's just you know not not much going on there. How's how's Matt Saracen? Um, he's he's pretty annoying. Um, oh okay. It it it's not him necessarily. Like he's fine. Like he's not doing anything bad. But it's more of. It's it's questioning things like we're we're videotaping things all the time, yet we wait like almost towards the end of the movie to like we should really watch back that footage that has very incriminating stuff. On it. <laughs> <laughs> like there's a point. This isn't much of a spoiler. There's a point because the movie starts with this. They're on their honeymoon and they're on like a you know they're on like a, somewhere in the Caribbean, or South America or the Caribbean. I think it's Caribbean. Um, and like they so they they like randomly go to like a place to party. And then they get abducted, and like they're recording all of this. Uh, yes, let me finish my sentence. They, so they, they get abducted. A whole like ceremony happens, which basically curses the woman to have the like to bear the antichrist. And all of this is on the camera, <laughs> but they don't think to ever look back to the camera to be like, what happened during that time we passed out and mysteriously wound up in our hotel room? Like that's never a question they seem to ask. <laughs> well, I just like how they uh, the camera is on during this entire. Yeah, series of events. Yeah, it, uh, nobody stole their camera or anything. Yeah, or like took the tape out because since they like knew to, they knew to return the camera with them. Like, but <laughs> they also had they also woke up with like full of towels in the in the form of animals. Yeah, we'll get we'll we'll get to, we'll get to logic gaps later on. When we talk about Jack Ryan too, so I'll just move on from here. Um, I also saw Ride Along. Uh, ah. Right along, I mean, it's not bad. Like, it, well, it's not a good movie, but, I mean, it's funny. Like, I wasn't not laughing. And I think it comes down to, if you're a fan of Kevin Hart, then you'll like this movie. Or at least or at least have fun with it. Like, it's not a movie that you need to, like, go race out and see, even though apparently everybody did that this weekend. But, um, it's fine. Like, it's it's not terrible by any means. It's a January buddy cop movie. I wasn't expecting much, and I got a movie that was much better than The Heat, so I can't complain. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks yeah. funny from the trailers. It's fine. It's like, like, it'd I mean, fun. I get it'd be funnier, I guess, if Ice Cube was funnier. Yeah, kind of, like well, he's just kind of doing like it's not like because I like Ice Cube generally. Uh, I like Ice Cube too. Like he's he's a he's a neat personality to have in your build, but he just he doesn't do much to to really like compliment um, Kevin Hart's character. Who twenty one is he like twenty one Jump Street funny or not? No, bad? because it's not because it's PG thirteen, so he can't be twenty one Jump Street. Funny. Uh, and it's also really weird to see him again playing police officer, the former NWA member <laughs> playing <laughs> police officer. <laughs> F the police. Yeah. Wait, hold on. But um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's perfectly sort. Although there's, I might just, I have to describe this now because it's ridiculous. There's the funniest scene in this movie involves Ice Cube actually. Basically, Kevin Hart's character, he's like a big video game fanatic. Like he plays like got a lot of Call of Duty type games. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a scene late in the film where they're like in a shootout. Um, by which I mean Ice Cube and Kevin Hart are shooting at each other in slow motion. No, that's not true. They're in a shootout together. Two guns? Um, yeah, two guns back to back. Um, and like Kevin Hart like grabs an Uzi and he and like Ice Cube gets a gun. And they both start shooting at other people and they're like ah shooting, we're shooting. And then I, and then Kevin Hart's like oh I forgot there's no extended mag. So like he runs out of ammo <laughs> and so he starts like so and then he starts like pawing at the ground and Ice Cube's like what are you doing? He's like in the games you just look on the ground and you find ammo. <laughs> and Ice Cube and Ice Cube's like this ain't no video game. And Kevin, and Kevin Hart's like, he like moves a piece of like cardboard over and he's like, I got one. He finds like a whole bag. And, I, and, the, and so the camera cuts to Ice Cube looking directly into the camera, giving like this cockeyed look like what? Like, and it's the most like out of the place, like fourth wall break that I've ever seen in a movie. Because <laughs> it's Ice Cube, like the most confused look he could possibly give to the camera at the audience saying, what is like a video game, I guess. <laughs> I'm gonna watch the movie just for that scene now. So that's right, a lot. <laughs> well, as long as it's not as bad as Cop Out. No, it's not as bad as Cop Out because at least this movie has jokes that are funny. Yeah. Um, but again, it all comes down to if you like Kevin Hart. Like that's good. If you can't, if you can't say Kevin Hart, like Marcus Robinson, whose favorite movie was Beast of Southern Wild last year, then you're you're not Two gonna like Cop Out at all. Two years ago, sorry. Yeah. I like Kevin Hart. I think he's funny. Then, I mean, you, like it's an neat, it's an easy rental. There you go. Yeah. All right. Let's out now, quickies. Yeah. Here's a bonus for you, uh, Abe. Uh oh. Out now, quickies. Out now, quickies. Dad edition. TM. My dad saw her last night and he loved it. Ah, nice. Dad edition. <laughs> oh, I saw that as well. Loved it. Okay. Yeah. Yes. This concludes out now, quickies. Dad edition. TM. Okay. <laughs> Let's get to movie trailer talk. TM. No. No. Each week we can talk about some of the latest movie trailers and when they're coming out, what we think of them, etc. Um. We've done a lot of bonus episodes lately, so we haven't had a lot of time for trailers. So we have a lot of backup of trailers. So Tons of them, yeah. Here's one that came out, I think, like, the same week as The Hobbit. Um, it's The Amazing Spider-Man 2, The Rise of Electro, new subtitle recently added. And, uh, yeah, Peter Parker's back. Yeah. He's going after all kinds of crazy inventions from Oscorp, including Electros and... and Giant know, mechanical... And goblins. And rhinos... And All of that. Policemen. I don't think he's going after policemen. That'd be weird. <laughs> he's just mowing down policemen. <laughs> yeah, this is this is like Dark Spider-Man, just like Dark Ryu. Oh, you mean three? Yeah. Yes. With anyway, lots of new villains. <laughs> One Spider-Man. <laughs> With all that said, Jordan, I know you're a huge fan of the first Amazing Spider-Man. What do you think about this new trailer? Yeah, I don't care about it. I don't care about it. Um. 
I'm probably, I'm, yeah, look, I'm going to see it because it's probably going to be the only thing out that weekend. But I don't care about it. Uh, I, I hated the first one. Uh, I, I was bored to tears by it. And uh, this doesn't look that much better. But it has such a good cast, though. Um, before the trailer hit, I, I was actually kind of excited for it. Uh, but Giamatti, uh, Fox, Chris Cooper. Um, uh, and, and then there were some bizarre like um, uh, stills of Paul Giamatti giving goofy faces on set as, as the rhino. and Classic Giamatti. Uh, yeah, and uh, another shot of, of Peter Parker holding a, a fire hose. Uh, not uh, Spider-Man holding a fire hose with a with a hat. I thought, well, uh, who knows what's going on with this movie, but it could be A-OK. And then the trailer hit, and yeah, I don't care. Dave? Uh, the trailer reveals a ton of new footage that you may have wanted to see in the theater uh, with the actual film. So it's also very long, um, and I'm not super excited for it, probably because I am kind of mediocre lukewarm on the first one as well so great here you are it's probably going to get you a billion dollars worldwide in the summertime but it doesn't look all that uh, appealing and they uh they cut out uh woodley's character yeah it's mary jane yeah i don't like that either that bothers me well we'll never really know what kind of happened <laughs> nah, i don't like it i'm gonna hold it against the movie <laughs> <laughs> um I can't say that, like, this is the movie I need to see this year just because there's a lot of movies that I want to see more than Amazing Spider-Man 2. But that said, I mean, I liked the first one fine. Like, it wasn't great, but it was very, it was decent enough. And, like, if it opens up doors to more interesting sequels, then so be it. This trailer, there's a lot going on, for sure. I think it just looks like a big comic book movie, so that's kind of what I expect from Spider-Man at this point. So I'm not really... I can't really begrudge the trailer for that. I can, I can agree that it shows you a lot. Um... I'm curious what the whole end game is for this film, given how much is going on and, you know, the news of all these other Spider-Man related properties coming out in, you know, future years involving Venom and the Sinister Six and all that. So, I mean, with this one, you just have like a whole bunch of villains, even though it's called The Rise of Electro. So I just hope it's organized, I guess, is my best way of framing <laughs> it. If we if we can do less Spider-Man 3 and more Batman Begins, which also had like eight villains, but still seem to, you know, work just fine, then... You know, so be it. That'll be great. Um, I know people are upset over the fact that he was destined to become Spider-Man, or, or the throwing in fate. That doesn't bother me. No, because that's like more Ultimate um, Universe when it has the, the parents involved in Oscorp and all that. Like, it's, yeah, that's, that's something that doesn't bother me at all. The movie just doesn't do anything interesting with that, and the sequel doesn't look like it's gonna. Oh yeah, that's the biggest problem with the first one. How it's, you know the untold story, and it was just a remake of the first one, yeah. the lizard instead of yeah. Green Goblin. So. But, I mean, it's got Dane DeHaan, it's got Chris Cooper, it's got Paul Giamatti, it's got a lot of things in there. I like Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone, so I mean... I love everybody in the cast. I just uh, don't care about the movie. Also, we've got to see how the comb-over works in this movie. You know, we got to compare to Christian Bale. Uh, Oh, yeah, Jamie Foxx's comb-over. Yeah. For sure. Look, nothing is ever going to be as good as... (laughs) I'm telling you, if Amazing Amazing Spider-Man 2, The Rise of Electro, all of those words has an entire sequence devoted to Jamie Foxx waking up in the morning and putting or putting on his comb over, then, like, oh, my God, I see that movie. That's going to, yeah. I mean, that's that's. Wait, are you being serious rhythm. about Rise of Electro? Yeah, no, that's the seri- That's the real title of it now. It uh, I care a, about the, even less now. It's the Amazing Spider-Man 2 Rise of Electro. That's what it's uh, called now. Uh, yeah, I don't care. 
because everyone's going to walk to the theater and say, one ticket for Amazing Spider-Man 2, Rise of Electro, please. Not Spider-Man 2. Pretty sure, yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure they're just going to say, Spider-Man 2, please. No, they're going to say, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, pause, That'd be, Rise of Electro. see that Electro. What they should do is they should so, tell so what are they going to say uh, for Spider-Man 3? What? Okay, so the tagline is uh, his greatest uh, challenge begins. Yeah. So uh, what's going to be the tagline for number three? Well, it's going to be first. It's going to be called <laughs> last time. This is his greatest challenge. It's going to be called. It's going to be called Amazing Spider-Man Three. The legend continues, and the story is now told. And the tagline, the tagline, it'll be all of that. And the tagline will be, "Boy, what a challenge!" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like great, when, like movie theaters all across the country. Will not sell you a ticket unless you say the entire movie title. It was, it was like when it was like when Superman Returns came out, and I figured the next sequels would be Superman's Around and Superman's Still Here. <laughs> anyway, Superman's still loitering. Yeah. Anyway, the amazing, <laughs> the amazing Spider-Man Two: colon, Pause, Rise of Electro enters theaters May second. Oh my god! So moving on, let's get to our next trailer for Three Days to Kill. This is the new film from writer-producer Luke Besson, director Mick G, and star Kenneth, Kenneth, Kevin Costner. <laughs> Kenneth Branagh. Along with, like, what, Amber Heard and Connie Nielsen. Like, so there's, there's people in this. Academy Award nominee Haley Steinfeld. Oh, Haley Steinfeld. I forgot she's in this. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, basically Kevin Costner. Yeah. Um, sorry, I just had a thing. What was that? <laughs> um, he stars as a dying Secret Service agent trying to reconnect with his estranged daughter, who is, and he's offered an experimental drug that could save his life in exchange for one last assignment. Basically, it's what Crank meets Taken. Taken. Yeah. Thank you. I was trying. like, what's that Liam Neeson one? Taken. Transporter Three. <laughs> it's Transporter Three, which is exactly <laughs> which is Crank meets Taken. <laughs> um, Abe, what do you think of this trailer? Uh, I thought that it, would, it reminded me a lot of movies that I've already seen before. Uh, obviously, they hint a lot at Nick <laughs> Fury. Yeah, exactly. Right the Luke <laughs> thing, right? They hint a lot at a lot of Luke Besson type genres where, like, father, secret agent, super badass, and estranged daughter relationships for some reason. Except for Space... Well, no, Space Shell had that, too. Uh, but for the most part... I'm not a I, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of this. I I don't really know what this resurgence in Kevin Costner, I guess popularity coming is coming from. And it's interesting to see him do these action films, and not be in Expendables three or Expendables four. I mean, there's a reason why he's not called into those movies, right? Probably because he wasn't a huge action star. Well, Kevin Costner is he's he's prided himself on never having been in a sequel before, so he's trying to hold that streak together. Oh, okay. So he's not gonna make Ten Cup two. Not now. <laughs> okay. And that'd be Tin Cup 2 T.O.O. That's how they'd... they'd, they'd <laughs> it Jordan, would be. Jordan, your thoughts on the trailer? Um, I like to think of this as a sequel to the next three days. Oh, God, that movie's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes me want to see this movie even less. Uh, it, it's a boring trailer, and I've seen it way too many times, and I hate it. Uh Kind of like how the Jack Ryan trailer seemed to have played in front of everything that I've seen for the past two months. Uh, I've seen this trailer uh, just as much now, mm. and I hate it, and I, I don't want to see it. But I love McG. Come on, This Means War? That's such a, a classic. It's a movie. <laughs> um, I, I don't mind Kevin Costner as much as you, but um, I'm not going to rush out to see a movie just because he's a star of it. 
And I, I'm tired of Luke Besson. I enjoyed Space Jail, and uh, that's about it. Uh, you mean I, recently? Yeah. Yeah, I love the past, uh, uh, I guess, six years, I guess. Uh, I, I saw Family two weeks ago, and oh, I was not a fan. It took me three times to get through it because I kept wow, three times turning it off and walking away. And that movie came out to DVD lady split. Yep, and it's it's very boring and it's not funny. I'm tired of Luke Besson. I'm not going to see this movie. Mm. Maybe I will if you ask me to be on the show to talk about it. <laughs> I'll, I'll go see it for that. I like how we're wearing you down by saying nothing. <laughs> if, uh, mind games, buddy. Mind games. If if uh, uh well, if if you see you're going to a midnight show and I'm here, I'll I'll go to a midnight show and pretend I'm there in spirit. Um, yeah, I, I only just saw this trailer because I said we should do it on the show just because I knew it was happening, but I like hadn't seen it in any theaters at all. Um. It, I mean, given that I don't like Costner, like, I might have actually kind of turned off by the trailer, but it does look exactly like, it looks like this is the script for Taken 3, and they just <laughs> made some adjustments because Liam Neeson wasn't ready to make Taken 3 yet. So, like, it's like, well, I guess we gotta get a movie out, so here. Like, and that's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, it, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't really look especially clever, it just looks like a mashup no. of other Luke Besson ideas with Crank. Um, so, yeah, there's not much that excites me about this. Uh, I, I de- actually, I mean, putting McG and Luke Besson together is kind of neat, just because I do think McG is confident in the action realm, um, and you know, Luke Besson certainly knows how to hammer out scripts on a napkin and give them to one of his proteges. So it's neat to see him giving it to like not one of his protege directors, but like McG, who's established himself as an action director. But with that said, the movie doesn't look that interesting, so you know, it doesn't really add up to much. Um, and yeah, who's Amber Heard playing it? His, I believe his daughter. His boss. Right? Or his boss. Sorry, his boss. Oh, okay. Yeah, like stuff, I guess. She wears super long. No, it should be reversed. Steinfeld should be his boss. Steinfeld should be his boss. Should be his daughter. I've got a 15-year-old boss. Yeah, that's another thing. Kevin Costner's like doing his gravelly voice. It just makes me think even more that like Liam Neeson was not available for this one. Yeah. <laughs> he's also got the scarf on that reminded me of Uncharted 3. Yeah, he's wearing like his uh, Drake or Drake scarf. Uh, I've never played that game. I'm sorry. So yeah, three days to kill arrives in theaters this Valentine's Day. <laughs> Is that Valentine's perfect? Day? That's right. Oh boy, can't Take wait. Take it out and go see it. Oh Take my it god. Take it out and go see you be pleasantly surprised. Between if you that, loved uh, Good Day to Die Hard last year on Valentine's Day, you'll love Three Days to Kill. Between that and um, RoboCop, you're just gonna have a swell Valentine's Day. I'm telling you. Hmm. So let's move on now. Let's get to our main review for Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruit. This is cornerback. I have a situation. Somebody tried to kill me. Jack, is work okay? Uh, yeah. Sold this as an office job. Why don't you sit down? Now talk me through your very scary scenario. Keep in mind I don't have your PhD. That should have been some of the trailer for Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruit. This is the second reboot of the Jack Ryan character following the Sum of All Fears back in 2002. Uh, Chris Pine is now in the title role, starring starting at the beginning with Ryan going on his first big assignment. 
Normally, he's just an analyst for the CIA, which is a secret from his girlfriend, played by an American Karen Knightley. But his handler, Kevin Costner, sends him on a mission to Moscow not to not join the police academy, but in fact stop a Russian businessman, played by Kenneth Branagh, who's also directing, who has a big plan for the Americans, which are, of course, dastardly in nature. Jordan Grout, what did you think of Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruit? Hmm. I can take bad movies, but... Okay, I think the greatest sin a film can commit is being boring. And this film is unbearable. I thought it was, it just plods along. And this is Kenneth Branagh just showing up to set, setting the camera down, doing his thing, and walking away. The the only person that was more bored than me was, was Branagh, it seemed like. <laughs> um, from from the very beginning, there, there's the whole montage about how he saw the the um, 9-11 tragedy and decided to join the the uh, Air Force or Marines, whatever. And it's so clunky. It's it's the worst type of storytelling. And it just gets worse. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not sure if if um, there was another actor that was supposed to play the villain, but it, it, it almost seemed like Brana stepped in last minute. He was like, hmm, okay, hold on, let me see. Jack Ryan, Jack Ryan, um, we can bring you to your knees. Okay, I got this. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> okay, there the, the were a few good things. I like the acting in it. I, I think Kevin Costner seemed more relaxed than he has in the past, and I, I did enjoy his performance. And I liked Chris Pine in it. I liked how, how he was vulnerable, uh, at least at the beginning, like when he, when he fights the assassin and he's shaken up. I thought that was that was that was kind of compelling. Uh, it, it, was, it was a nice touch. Unfortunately, the movie forgets about that. Like uh, the next scene, I did not enjoy Keira Knightley's accent, but I enjoyed how they tried to uh, um, bring layers to that relationship. But once again, uh, nothing happens with that. They they kind of forget it. Uh, I'm I'm not sure if you noticed this, but did you? Okay, did you notice that Karen Knightley was watching Rosemary's Baby? When I did. Yes. Yeah, her, I laughed out loud actually when I saw that. Like, oh, when you need to calm down after a fight, put on Rosemary's Baby. Yeah. That's, that's a great film to watch. Um, and I was wondering if they did that as a joke last minute when they knew they were coming out on the same day as, as Devils Do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I would like to know the backstory on that. But overall, it just. There, there's no sense of, of real danger or urgency to any of it. I, something about the, the stock market, he's going to destroy the economy somehow. I kind of forgot by, by blowing by up. By bombing it. That's how you destroy things. You bomb them. Um, and that makes economies crash. And um, Yeah, I, I, I didn't think it was well written, well directed. I thought it was boring. Abe? Uh, I basically felt like Jordan on the ter- uh, not terrible writing, but very sluggish writing, and also some of the directing uh, in it. Kenneth Branagh, I think he has very little to do in the film. He's not a very he's not he doesn't really paint himself as a bad guy that you f- are in fear of. the The opening sequence in which you see him is ridiculous, and so he's almost cartoonish to that degree. I love I love that what what you need like a, a crazy dictator per- or whatever, like a crazy businessman person. He has to be listening to opera music. While he's getting in jail. Oh, yeah. That's how you know he's evil, because he listens to opera music. <laughs> That's because he's so serenely crazy that he's crazy. I don't know. But 
for the most part, I didn't like Keira Knightley either, and I don't know why they. I know why they would have to cast her because she has a, a little she's bit the of a only, not, She's the only American actress working. That's why. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, not not Academy Award nominee Haley Stanfield, but that'd be weird. Oh. <laughs> Haley <laughs> Stanfield, Jack Ryan's fiance. Yeah, <laughs> I got a fifteen-year-old fiance. <laughs> so. <laughs> it's okay in Russia, but. Uh, no, I, I see why they have to cast her, because there's a part where she has to play in the third act. Uh, but for the most part, you don't need to cast her. You don't really need her in the film. She... Wait, what What reason to that? What do you mean? Yeah. What reason? What did the well, she happen? has screen time with Kenneth Branagh. That's it. They, they what does need... that mean to have Keira Knightley involved? Yeah. No, I guess you just need somebody that people know, uh, rather than... <laughs> Like uh, some, <laughs> an, like an up and coming actress. There's plenty so, of American actresses that are known. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that. Is she the only one that was willing to have a light bulb in her mouth? <laughs> yes, exactly. They, during auditions, they were just like, "Okay, put this light." Bulb. No, no. And then Kieranelli walked in. Okay. She's just chewing on the she, light bulb. Gas. <laughs> we got to take her to the hospital right go now. Go on. Go on. Anyway. Uh, I didn't like the storyline as much. I thought that it was a little bit convoluted. I also thought that it wasn't as strong as maybe they thought that it was going to be. I know this is written by first-time writer, and it also was helped out by David Kep. Kep. Yeah, so it's it got weird when you have this subplot in the U.S., and it's just, why is Jack Ryan all of a sudden Superman? Because he's able to analyze everything so quickly in the course of a, a like a 15-minute air, airplane ride. And he's also just a PhD in, in economics, so you would think that he's not as, I guess, field ready. And so I do agree with oh, Jordan yeah. he with is a that. Marine. He is a marine, yes. And oh, that, that's the other thing. So I thought that they they went through his origin story, and I guess this is sort of his entire origin story. He's his first film, um, quote unquote. But I thought they went through that really rapidly. It was very rushed. I, they were trying to probably go for like some kind of Dark Knight thing, or I'm sorry, Batman Begins thing, but just didn't really happen out that way. And if they had taken some more time with it, maybe it would have been a better uh, origin story slash you know reboot. But I wasn't a huge fan. And yeah, it, it just, just I don't know. I am. Um, I've been disliking this movie less and less every time I think about it since seeing it. It's um, average in every way possible, which is to its detriment. Um, you talk about this opening sequence with the origin stuff, which you can take all of that away, which is like 20 minutes, and it, oh, means, yeah. it means nothing to the rest of the movie, because none mm-hmm. of it ever comes back. He has like a spinal injury. That doesn't make any difference in the movie whatsoever. Um, he, <laughs> you, you understand he's smart, and you kind of expect that because he's Jack Ryan, so like, why do I need to be told this? Um, yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Most of the cast is, you know, fine. I think Pine is actually pretty good in the movie, and I'm a person that doesn't really, you know, care for for the Star Trek film, so I don't really have much regard for Chris Pine in general. I like him in kind of smaller and supporting roles where he's, you know, acting and not just being kind of smug. So I liked him in this movie just because he is kind of holding back in terms of being more movie star guy, even though the movie wants to push him that way given the action he gets involved in. But regardless, I think Pine is fine in it. And I I agree with Costner, too. Like, as much as I, you know, don't tend to like Costner in movies, he and Pine have a nice chemistry together. You're not involving her in this. You involved me in this by not telling you gotta me. You got to get her out of here. Send her home. Well, what are you going to tell Sheriff in that I'm home? These are dangerous people, Kathy. You cannot be here. If you told me who you really were, I, I took an hate. oath. I took an oath. I couldn't tell you unless we were married. Oh, you wouldn't marry that's me. That's why you wanted to marry me? So that you had you could no, tell somebody you were in the No, come on, of course not. I, I, you I'm... lied to me for three years, and you were good at it. I think you actually Kathy, enjoyed it. Can we have a, 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 a minute, please? No, you can't. 
would like to talk to Jack Lowe, please. This is geopolitics. It's not couples therapy. Do I really have to remind you what's at stake here, Jack? There's a very real scenario here where we don't get out of this alive. Any of us. Uh, Branda doesn't do much in this movie, but he's, you know, again, he's fine. Karen Knightley has a... It's weird that they cast her as American, but whatever. We'll move along. Um, but what bothers me is just... It's just so average. And what I like about Jack Ryan movies... And I'm not even a huge Jack Ryan movie fan. Like, I like... I like all of them, but they're not movies I like go back to all the time. But with that said, those movies all have a level of intelligence to them that separates them from other spy movies. Um, not a matter of being, you know, hard to understand or like too complicated, but just they handle things differently. They don't they don't go the action route when they don't need to. And even the Bourne movies have a level of intelligence that makes them fun to watch, along with having the action, but by having some you know level of smarts to it. This movie is so simple, a five-year-old can understand it. It's so, like, by the numbers, like, there's a bad guy, we need to stop him, there's a bomb, we need to stop that, my girlfriend's in trouble, we need to get her. Like, there's nothing at all that makes it involved or twisty or anything. It's just so by the numbers, by the book, average, that it's just sad. And it is boring, Jordan, I agree with you. Like, it's... The, the direction is very just plain. There's a lot less dark Dutch angles than there were in Thor, so Kenneth Branagh stepped that up, I guess. Um, but the action, there's a lot of random edits in it, like, during the action sequences that kind of threw me off. It's like, all right, we're in a car chase. Here's, like, random shots of the city, back to the cars, yeah. and random shots of the city again. <laughs> Girl, it's uh, blocks away. And, and so that's just, that's just the movie in general. Well, let's talk about the, the logic of some of this movie. So, so Chris Pryant, he arrives in Russia. He gets a driver. The driver turns out to be an assassin trying to kill him. This driver was, of course, sent by Kenneth Branagh and his evil company. So after he, after Jack Ryan overcomes the assassin, the next day he walks in. Yeah. And the Russians are just like, knowing that they tried to kill Jack Ryan, they're just like, Whoa, Hey, what's going on? <laughs> he lives. I, I guess we should just go on with this? Like, yeah. Just keep this ruse going, I guess, guys. <laughs> like, we both know that you tried to kill me, and you're trying to take down my company, but I guess we should just both proceed anyway like everything's normal. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, they're just going to find him hungover or, and uh, getting some women. Or, or Jack Ryan, like... Am I going to be safe tomorrow? Yeah, you'll be fine. You're in public. He's cut to yeah, no, up in the not. private office of like the, the main bad guy with the head of security top. standing right behind them. <laughs> they can't just, like, shoot Jack Ryan in the head. <laughs> like, what's happening? You would think that they would do that, especially considering that what Kenneth Branagh does to his number two guy. There's, like, there's no reason to keep this man alive. <laughs> Here he is. How many times do they say, watch him? Like, what, yeah, like watch follow him. him and watch him. They say, like, five times. Don't kill him. Because that play didn't work out the first time. But now that we have the upper hand... We'll only try once. Yeah. <laughs> in case you did We said the most intimidating guy we had after yeah. him. We, we said the, we said the biggest black Russian we could find, played by Nanzo Alzani from Game of Thrones and, and Dracula currently. And somehow this hulking person could not take down Tiny Tears Pine because his forehead was too much for us, I guess. No, it's because that's because his marine training kicked in. So we like, should just we should never try again. Like, yeah. I, Let's try again. Yeah, I, I, I would want uh, some more Jack Ryan drowning. Let's, uh, let's get the, the only thing he's good at is drowning people. Let's get to the other fun scene where they have the car chase. So <laughs> they're in, in, the, in Moscow. They're in the Moscow car chase. Which, if Kira, you've been to Moscow, you cannot drive that fast around that city. Kira, Kira Knightley's being held hostage by Kevin Bra- Kenneth Branagh. 
with threatening with a light bulb in the mouth. We don't need to discuss that because whatever. No. But no. but Kenneth Branagh's threat. He's, he's threatening Jack Ryan. He's telling him, "You need to get. You need to give me my stuff back, or else I'm gonna do this." Meanwhile, they're both racing cars away from each other. Jack, like, what's he supposed to do? Like, maybe if you stop driving away from me, I can maybe give you the thing back. Like, what's it, like if you put a light bulb in your mouth, I'm not gonna want to give you the thing back anymore. Like, what's happening here? The other thing is, they found their their secret CIA compound way too quickly. Like, those CIA guys are terrible at their job if they can't actually escape from a place where they were just espionaging. Well, it, it doesn't help that there's only apparently five people that work for the CIA, since Chris Pine was the only person who's, you know, an analyst that they needed to send into the field, disable the bomb, rescue the girl, download all the stuff from the computer. Like, he needed to do everything. He's the okay, only guy. Right. He's, he's, he's one of five people that work for the CIA. Look, man, this is an MI6, all right? <laughs> well, also, yeah, MI6 after has that... six guys working for him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but after that car chase scene, they just let Kenneth Branagh go. <laughs> yes! Like, yes, there's a yeah. man who's planning a terrorist attack. Like, we got Kira Knightley. She can go watch Rosemary's Baby. Leave him alone. He's we fine. gotta go now, Jack! The police are coming! Hold on, let me punch him in the face! I have a gun, but I'll punch him. Yeah, exactly. I was thinking, like, this would be great if you just put the gun. Boom. The other thing that's and, weird is okay, they, they introduced this, like, weird plot element in the U.S. in which they think that they're being clever um, by saying, oh, yeah, we'll just have, like, this sleeper cell in the U.S., and... It's not very clever. It, it actually becomes very stupid to See, some degree. If they, if they gave more time to that, I would have been more interested in this movie. That's the one thing that could have been interesting in this movie. Yeah. But it's not. Like, that's because that's like the plot of The Americans, a show on FX that I like quite a bit. And I'm like, see, there's interesting stuff to do with that plot. But no, it's just like, no, just a guy. And he's like activated. So you're, he, he's an assassin now. It's just rather planned. It's just all by the numbers. Nothing interesting about it. It's the safest possible reboot. And mm-hmm. it's the re- it's the kind of thing that makes you hate reboots. <laughs> and yeah. The, the question that you had to Jordan earlier about, you know, which vehicle would you have if you had to go, you know, run down a, a bad guy? I thought that was very funny how it's just like, here's a motorcycle. Well, they like, set, they set it up earlier. Motorcycle. They got the payoff because they set it up earlier. Yeah. And, of course, being a Marine, Jack Ryan just knows how to be a stunt driver on a motorcycle. Yes, exactly. Without a helmet, too. Riding on walls. <laughs> <laughs> Extreme, bro! Oh, my God. But, okay, as much as I just complained, and it is stupid about them not capturing Kenneth Branagh, at least they didn't do um, that whole, like, oh, he, he he meant to get caught, and he's in jail, and he's broken out. And... At least they didn't do that. That would have been amazing if he planned to get caught the whole time, and they got But, and not to spoil anything, but the, tr- the trailer made it seem like there's going to be so much more that was going on. And yeah, like if you, it made it seem like there'd the be trailer, twists in the movie. Like, it, yeah. It, make you, it would make you think that one of the cast members is not on the level. Yeah. Nope, that's not the case. Every, everyone's pretty much uh, straight. straight uh, I was still waiting for that to happen. I did, too. I, was I thought that was going to happen on the plane uh, when, they're, when they're figuring out all these birth so certificates and medical so stuff. And then I was like, oh, I guess nothing's going to come to this character. Why did they cast Kira It's just a super straightforward, we got to get the bomb. That's yep. the movie. Got to get that bomb. Well, he's got to get that, that touchdown, right? GGB. He's a... He's a <laughs> got to get that bomb. <laughs> gotta stop it. Gotta stop that bomb. Bomb stop. We get. Oh, I thought you were gonna that's go. My the, new, that's my new favorite music genre. Bomb step. Bomb step. They're only five second songs. Take that, Skrillex. <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, uh, Jack Ryan is able to maneuver through the building after, like, <laughs> how many glasses of wine? <laughs> how many bottles? 
did he consume at dinner before? He's a marine. He can do. No, that. it's okay because he didn't actually take the Percocet. <laughs> but he still drank a whole lot. He, <laughs> <laughs> he did, yeah. Gents, welcome to Marines. First day, drink a lot. <laughs> that car chase. I like. Why? Why is he racing around? If you wanted to like give you back your thing, like what's the logic here? I don't understand. <laughs> Stop driving away from me, and I can give me back my wife. <laughs> he keeps telling him, "You're running out of time, Jack." Like, well, stop, like, driving. Maybe, like, put the brakes on for two seconds. I'm coming after you. You keep going away. You're getting colder, Jack. <laughs> Down that alley. Hotter, hot. No, no colder. That would have been amazing if they actually had that. You are now in double trouble. Once <laughs> you run down the, the van, or I guess the car, if he's out of commission on his own, he must know the streets of Moscow. I hated that, like, there's no, like, personality to anyone else working with the CIA, by the way, too. Like, there's just Kevin Gosser, Jack Ryan, and there's, like, random people doing all this pickpocketing. They just, yeah, they just show up for some, it's like, wait, where did this Asian woman come in? And then where did this, like, Russian guy come in, who also is very well field uh, agent trained? Yeah. Let's get to our ratings so I can get to the callbacks, because there's a yeah. good callbacks this week. Um, <laughs> each week out there today, we rate movies based on when you should go and see them, and we have a scale that goes from IMAX to theater, dollar theater, Netflix, HBO, TV, or just kind of forget about it. I have a feeling IMAX is not the rating we're going to give it, even though you can see it in IMAX for some reason. Can you really? Yeah, it's in, it's in IMAX and regular theaters. <laughs> this movie needed to be that big. Yeah. So, Jordan, where would you put Jack Ryan um, on that scale? I'd say never see it. There's just so many other movies that, that do the same thing better. Yeah. You can watch Abe. The Sum of All Fears. It's a lot better. Abe? I say TV. Yeah, I say TV as well. It's uh, just, you know, if it's on, like, hey, there's that movie that happened once. Here you go. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, catch some action sequences here and there and don't have to know about anything else. No, I wonder that. Just because it's on is not a reason to watch this movie. But I've watched Martin Lawrence's Blue Shriek a ton of times just because it was on. <laughs> It's always on TV. Well, whenever you're folding laundry, you're just like, oh, yeah, I guess I'll just have some background noise. I would rather fold laundry in silence. (laughs) (laughs) But there's there's only one good action sequence, too. It's that first one, that fight, which, as you said, Jordan, you you, you described it well. That's like it has a good handling on it, and afterwards he's shaken up. That never comes back. Just spinal injury that never matters. Uh, So, yeah, whatever. If, you know, the, the the CIA are pretty incompetent in this movie. They're good at stealing wallets and stealing dogs, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> you brought your dog? And he leaves the dog. He did, Jack, 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 Jack Ryan doesn't know where to give that I dog. thought that was going to be like a little joke when Jack Ryan goes back to the hotel. He's got a dog, but no. That would have been like, a great joke. He's he's the that would have been, oh my god. <laughs> Whatever. I was like, you Kenneth Brada, you funny Brit. He probably killed the dog because he was worried he was a spy. <laughs> I'm going to drown in things. Dog, you got to go. Let's get to our callback. Callback, callback, callback. This is where we discuss some films that may relate in some way to the main feature of the week. Jordan, you obviously have one. Um... Yeah, some of all fears. Um, the Bourne movies. Abe. Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, which is a much better movie. Oh, yeah. And uh, um, Batman Begins, which is also a superior movie in terms of origin stories. Yeah, Mission Impossible 3 for me, because those, like, you have, like, uh, you have Maggie Q. Oh, yeah, that's right. You have Maggie yeah. Q and Jonathan Reese Myers. Jonathan Reese Myers from Dracula. And uh, Maggie Q from Nikita. So they're both spies. Um, they they may not be the most defined characters, but at least they have something to do in that movie. You know who they are. Like this movie just has like random people show up to pickpocket people. It's like what's happening? Like who are these guys? Why, why do we know them? What's going on? What's happening? Yeah. But also, the, his wife gets taken in that one too. So true. 
Yeah, there you go. Mission oh, Impossible I also 3. thought of um, exactly better. <laughs> night and day, because I thought for a moment like Kira Knightley was going to end up saving the day and end up saving Jack Ryan, kind of like Cameron Diaz. And no, she doesn't matter. She goes to the hospital. But, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that's where she's needed, apparently. Yeah. You know, yeah. In case. Uh, yeah, they don't do anything interesting with her. Um, porn identity came to mind. Uh, Salt came to mind. A movie I keep bringing up actually, oh, which yeah. is which I think yeah. Salt is all right. Like I like yeah. Salt. It's not like great, but at least Salt like. I don't expect much from a movie like Salt, and it happens to be fun, and it has, like, crazy stakes at hand when you get to what the actual plot, like, final plot of that movie is. It doesn't have anything else to ride on, though, so I can't, like, I'm not, I can't discredit it for being something wacky, because it's just, it's not like it's supposed to be smart, like, it's just Salt, but whatever. Uh, this movie but doesn't have But it's thrilling, it. at least. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, the action's much better in Salt. Yeah. Good. And, yeah, some of all fears. Um, that movie is good. Like, I really like that movie a lot. Uh, just watching it again. Like, it doesn't depend on action sequences. The terrorists kind of win because the bomb does go off midway through that movie. Yeah, that's pretty fantastic. Ter- I, I was not expecting that. <laughs> like, it's, it's really cool for that ha- to happen. Like, just like, and it, it's about more than that. It's about more than just the fact that a bomb went off. It's just, it's about other things, uh, which still involves Russians. It's about true geopolitics. It is. And it still involves yep. Russians, which is fine then. It's really dated now in Jack Ryan. Like, why are we still fighting Russians? Like, what's happening? I, I thought about that, too. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, wow, they must be really trying to revive, like, a, a new Cold War. Thanks a lot, Kev Brana. Like, set it, some, <laughs> set it at some other time. Like, why, why are we still fighting Russians in 2013? <laughs> some of all the issues came out in 2012? It, or 2002? 2002, yeah. Wow, that was, like, 12 years ago. Yeah, and, a, you know, not too long after the 9-11 attack, which... Didn't make any difference in the movie because they still had a bomb go off and nobody cared. There was no controversy. Mm. Um, oh, I also thought of uh, the Bond movie, World is Not Enough. World is Not Enough? He's yeah. dying in that movie as well. It's a better movie. Uh, yeah, it a is. A lot better action in that movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they actually do something with uh, with that. With the villain. The disease. disease. The, yeah. Or the bullet that's female. There's a twist involving the female people in that movie. Like, there's a lot yeah. of people. Oh, my God. Yeah, this movie's this just is a good movie, actually. It I, is. I, I, I like I, I enjoy that movie. I do, too. It's a good one. But a lot of people want to dig it because Denise Richards is in it. Because apparently they've never hired attractive actresses to play Bond girls before. <laughs> like, people forgot. That's this. never happened, man. That's never happened. Let alone have much more <laughs> Look, terrible actresses that right. are models. You want to have real actresses that aren't <laughs> good looking. You want to have humble looking actresses. All right? <laughs> Otherwise, your film won't make any money. Um, but yeah, some of all fears. I heartily recommend that one. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> it's on Netflix. Watch it. It's a, it's oh, a yeah. bad rap for no it's reason. It's got Morgan Freeman in it. It's got Morgan Freeman. A lot of people, a lot of good people in that movie. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll digress on the some of all fears talk <laughs> until we do the commentary. <laughs> oh, I'd, I'd love to do a commentary for that. But uh, we could. I wouldn't mind it actually, because <laughs> why not? We should have did that before this. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Let's move on now. Let's get to our Audible plug. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. You can get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com. There are a bunch of books you can choose from, and I have one to recommend. It's called Threat Vector by Tom Clancy. And I chose this one because it's narrated by Lou Diamond Phillips. Yes! There's a whole really long explanation for what this movie's about, so I've got to try and read it. Let's see. Jack Ryan has only just moved back into the Oval Office. This is obviously later in his career. When he is faced with a new international threat... An aborted coup in the People's Republic of China has left President Wei Zhenlin with no choice but to agree with the expansionist politics of General Su Kekwang. They have declared that South China Sea a protectorate and are planning an invasion of Taiwan. The Ryan administration is determined to thwart China's ambition, but the stakes are dangerously high as a new breed of powerful Chinese anti-ship missiles endangered the U.S. Navy's plans to protect the island. Jack Ryan so. gets involved, and so does Jack Ryan Jr., so there you go. 
You can get that book. Amazing. Or many of Tom Clancy's books, or any other book you find on audibletrial.com. So shout out podcast. You can download a book for free. You can have a membership for like 30 days. If you don't like it, you can get rid of that membership, but you get to still keep the book that you downloaded for free to begin with. That's www.audibletrial.com. podcast. Hit it up. How could you not like it? Exactly. Let's do a little feedback. Feedback, feedback, feedback. This is where we talk about the various responses that we received from our listeners on the old Facebook page, facebook.com slash Podcast. Thank you, everybody, for supplying answers to our questions. Let's get Absolutely. right to it. So if we've asked, what's your favorite Tom Clancy movie? Philip writes The Hunt for Red October. Jason writes Patriot Games. Adam also has The Hunt for Red October. And Scott has Clear and Present Danger. I'd probably say Clear and Present Danger. I think that movie is pretty terrific, actually. Then Hunt for Red October. Then some of all fears. And I like some of all fears quite a bit. So, I mean, <laughs> need to watch some of these other ones again. Raise them up in my eyes. Okay. Um, next, we have favorite spy character. Scott has Harry Tasker from True Lies. Eric has Barney from Mission Impossible, the TV show. Hint, he was the engineer. Mercedes has God Be Mr. Bond. Jeanette has James Bond. Jordan, you put Dick Steele, which is <laughs> Spy Hard, right? Spy Hard. Yes. Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Philip has Jack Bristow and Alias. Adam has James Bond. Danny Murphy has The Saint. And Jason has Sterling Archer. Oh, then we asked, That's yeah. a really good movie. I like The Saint. Yeah. Yeah. It's Elizabeth Shoe. And it has Elizabeth Shoe, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean it's also the Roger Moore TV series, of course, as well. But, yeah. Well yeah. yeah. But as a movie it's yeah. good as well. Since we're it's talking about yeah. directed the Saint. Yeah, look that up. It was um oh god. Philip uh Philip Noyce? Who did Salt? That can't be right, is it? No, you're right, Philip Noyce, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he did Salt, and he did Clear and Present Danger and Patriot Games. Boom. <laughs> he loves these spy movies. Three P. Uh, I'm going to buy today. That's it. I like Philip movies. He does a good job. Dead yeah. Calm? That's a good movie. I'm good. And then we asked... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then we asked, what is your spy name? Mark has... My assassin name is The Blood Tiger. Spy name? I don't know. Scott Lasseter writes, Spivey McSneaky. They will never suspect. <laughs> Mike has Nanny Faces. <laughs> wah, wah. And Bob has Justin Time. <laughs> I like this game so much. (laughs) Oh, these are fun. Okay. Um, Next up, we have favorite actor slash actress who has played a Russian. Actual Russians count, too, even though nobody chose one. Um, Mike has the angry boxer in Rocky IV. That would, of course, be Dolph Lundgren. Who is not Russian. Um, Scott has Sean Connery. Also not Russian. Jason has Christoph Waltz from The Green Hornet. Robin Williams from I Don't Know What. Not Russian. What did Robin Williams be rushing in? A commercial? Uh, I don't know, maybe. Okay. And uh, Famke Johnson from GoldenEye. And I believe she was like, I think she was just Eastern European. Uh, anyway. Um, next up, Philip has Viggo Mortensen from Eastern yes. Promises, which is, of course, the correct answer. It <laughs> <laughs> is an amazing movie. And lastly, we asked, Chris Pine's character from Smoke and Aces gets, his, gets into a cage fight with Chris Pine's character from This Means War. More, or who... Who wins? More importantly, do you even care? Jason writes, I haven't seen any of this film, so I'll go with James C. Kirk because I wouldn't want to mess with him in a bar. And I believe that, Aaron, you also wrote that Smoking Aces, Chris Pine, would destroy... Hands down, easily. Yeah, all of even it. Though, even though this means War Chris Pine is in the CIA. Yeah, but he's also crazy stalkery. He'd be too hung up on Reese Witherspoon, the jaws of life, rather than like, actually <laughs> doing yeah. anything else. Smoking Aces, Chris Pine, is just crazy redneck. Yeah, I'm watch- I, I Actually, I paused halfway through Smoking Aces last night because I was watching half of it and I wanted to keep watching it. I love Smoking Aces. I like that movie quite a bit. 
that's a that's very it's very bloody at yeah. a certain point. It's the, it was the first time I liked Ryan Reynolds in a movie, Smoking Aces. <laughs> it's because the ensemble, right? Well, no, because I think because he well the the main reason you want to know why the main reason is at the <laughs> end is at the end when he's like really pissed off he's like walking through the street trying to get to the hospital and like there's a guy in his way he just like pushes him out of the way for no reason and that makes me laugh all the time <laughs> and I was like I like you Ryan Reynolds <laughs> that was funny no he's just like some real guy walking down the street it wasn't even an extra it's just <laughs> yeah is that and like he wasn't playing like smarmy smug guy he was like playing just like dramatic roles so I was like yeah okay cool good, good job. Getting back to getting back to Jason's answer, by the way, James C. Kirk in a bar fight. I like everyone messed him up in that fight. He was so bloody after that fight. I don't care. Like he, he can't handle anything. Why aren't you talking to me, man? All right, let's get to some questions. Um, you guys asked us some questions that we can answer on this show, and so we got one right here. Uh, this is from Jason again. What TV star should break out in film? That's a good question. Hmm. Idris Elba, but he already has. He's kind of has broken out in film. He hasn't had like a. Like a movie starring Idris Elba as a like a big one anyway. He has a, like he had a couple things, but nothing. That was the first one I thought of because uh, I remember seeing him in in The Wire, and I was thinking this guy's really good, and then I was really happy that he started getting all these movie roles. Jordan, do you have anyone come to mind? TV. I don't watch a whole lot of TV. That's the problem. Who's like who's in TV that would like break out big in a movie? Mm. There's a lot of people I just see in movies. <laughs> That's I mean, like, true. I'd be like, I'd be like Adam Scott, but he's in movies. <laughs> A TV star. Um, is Nick Offerman doing more movies? You think he's done a lot of supporting work in movies. Like, yeah, it, there no, hasn't like, been I'd like the Nick. In, I haven't maybe. seen like the Nick Offerman movie, but then again, I don't know what kind of movie would be like Nick Offerman, the star of it, besides like, you know, Wood Woodman. <laughs> <laughs> Woodman. That's the movie. That's the title. <laughs> no, I, I haven't seen a hero that carves wood. I haven't seen Girls, but the one guy from that who was in Inside Lou and Davis. Oh, Adam Driver? Good. Yeah. He's got a neat look to him where would be like, ah, I can see more of this guy. Like, He's, he's weird enough. <laughs> he, he, he did a pretty good job in uh, Lou and Davis. Yeah, Outer Space. <laughs> I can't get that song out of my head. Nor should no. you. It's so catchy. Yep. Space. Let's move on. <laughs> Next question is, what's your favorite from Izzy Dibs? What's your favorite TV show that has been canceled? That's a lot, a, of, lot of good answers. Yeah. For Arrested story. Development, Freaks and Geeks, Undeclared, Freaks a lot of shows. Freaks and Geeks is for sure. Um, also, uh, what's a Party Down? Party Down. Oh, yeah, Party Down. As well as, uh, what's the one on ABC with uh, with uh, Damon Wayans Jr.? Oh, Happy Endings. Happy Endings, yeah. Oh, Party Down wasn't necessarily canceled, though. It was just like everyone started getting other jobs. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And I was happy about that. Especially, I really like Ken Marino. And yeah. so I was happy that he kind of got some more work, but it seems like he's the the quieter one. Uh, but that's a great show. It's only out for two seasons on Stars. It's a really funny show. Uh, I enjoyed The Killing. It's, I hate The Killing. Is it still on? No, it'll be on. No, following. I didn't no, love the, it. No, The Killing will be on. It'll be on Netflix next year. Yeah, The Killing. The Killing didn't blow me away, but I thought it was decent. Um, let's see. But yeah, I mean, Arrested Development. Arrested Development obviously came back, but it was canceled. But for sure, Freaks and Geeks. That was like my Freaks and, Freaks and Geeks, yeah. One season, and it's amazing. Yeah. And Undeclared. I loved Undeclared. Yeah. I didn't have to watch that yet. You, you should watch Undeclared. I mean, it's just Freaks and Geeks in a half hour form. Like, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Jed Patel? Yeah, it's, just, yeah. it's his other show. It still has Seth Rogen and all those people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know that, uh, who's a Canadian guy? Jay Baruchel. Jay he's, the, he's the lead. Yeah, Jay, Jason Siegel's in there. Like a lot. It's like it's all the other Apatel players, and that's the DVD has a lot on it too. Oh my god, it's, it's filled. Yeah. Good DVD. Yeah. I'll check that out. Next right. question is from Jason. What do you guys think of the Ride Along movie getting a sequel? 
Yeah, whatever. I mean, I hope it's darker and grittier than the first right <laughs> log, of course. <laughs> the Dark Knight Rises version, or I guess the Dark Knight version. Huh? I, I'm kind of indifferent. I didn't see it, so I, I'm i not surprised that it's going to get a sequel. I, I saw the box. I I'm a little surprised. I took a peek at it. <laughs> but, um, you know, whatever. I don't know what else. What, I, just like I'm not sure what, else, what other territory there is to mine in Hot Tub Time Machine 2 and Horrible <laughs> Bosses, The Deuce. Um, well, it has Christoph Waltz, at least. Yeah, that's great. They got a cast. Good job. Like, but I don't know what else there is to do with this premise that you can't just make in another movie that's original. But whatever. Add on question to Jason's question: Would you be more surprised if they made a third movie? Well, no, so you gotta, no, you have to complete the trilogy. I assume they'll be shot back to back with an epic cliffhanger. Oh yes, okay. Yeah. Like like Hunger Games, got it. No, like Matrix Reloaded. Like they'll be <laughs> they'll be inside. Of, they'll they'll have been in a game the whole time, which explains my joke from earlier. And they'll, and they'll, they'll I was actually trying to look at the guy playing the game, like so, get me out of here. So they'll leave the game, and it'll end on on a, on a slab where you pan from Kevin Hart's character up to the next person, and it's like Chris Tucker, and it's like is, is Kevin Hart? Is he a, a how tall is he in comparison to, to Ice Cube? Is it is it pretty pretty large, or is it, are they kind of in the same ballpark? I mean, Ice Cube's not exactly a tall man, like he's not six foot, but Kevin Hart's still shorter than him, because Kevin Hart's, you know, fairly short. So right. They make a lot of short jokes, but they don't put them together too often, I guess. And right. I wouldn't be surprised if they made Ice Cube a little bit taller, just to make it kind of funny. But it doesn't look weird, like, yeah, like he's like next there, to some... There are other people in the movie that he's put next to that it does look very <laughs> obscene in terms of the height size. <laughs> gotcha. Um, Mike asks, will NBC keep Revolution for season three? No idea. I don't know. Why would you ask me? What do we do? <laughs> I don't keep tracking. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. I mean, it seems to be popular. Whatever. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. Never seen it. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, judging from their movie poster, I'm sorry, their TV poster, I don't know. It's got a big power button in it. Yeah. It's still on. I hear no one and, talk about it, so I don't know. And lastly, Jason asks us, what do you guys think about the Man of Steel 2 being pushed back? I mean... It looks like a big mess of a movie right now, just from hearing all the stuff that's going on. So give them all the time they need. Whatever. I don't care. I got, Work out the script, buddy. Work out the script. If, they, if, they, if it means a good script, then yay. Like I, 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 I think I've been pretty vocal about how much I'm not interested in the idea of having a Batman vs. Superman movie, despite the fact that I'll see it, of course, because it's a, it's a Batman vs. Superman movie. But still, like, I'd rather just see... You know, a sequel to Superman rather than like, hey, we definitely need to have Batman in our next Superman movie. Like, What you don't realize is they're actually adding more to it. They're basically going to make Justice League inside of Batman. Well, there's a lot of rumors. There's a lot of rumors about like it being shot back to back with Justice League, uh, which is might be why they're pushing it back. There's obviously just the evolution of the, the screenplay just because they keep adding things to it, like Wonder Woman. It's going to be a seven-hour movie. And then, of course, there's the whole, like, Ben Affleck had a leg injury, so maybe that's the reason that kind of, like, got pushed back. But we don't know. So. He's no Ben and his leg. Ben and his leg. Yeah, he, yeah, he just needs one of those. Uh, <laughs> that's going to be his autobiography title. Maybe we didn't see Dark Knight Rises, but needs, just give him a brace. He just needs a Morgan Freeman leg brace. That'll help. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, thank you, guys, for all those questions and the answers for the responses. That was out now. Feedback. Feedback, feedback, feedback. Let's move on now to box office. Each week we go over the totals for the week and find out if our previous predictions for the box office was anywhere close to what actually happened. Alan, last week, predicted $35 million opening for Jack Reacher. Abe, do you remember yours? Jack Reacher? Sorry, I, you know what? I wrote Jack... I was going to point this out. <laughs> I wrote Jack Reacher down by mistake, and now I just read it by mistake. I wrote Jack Reacher <laughs> when I was typing it down last week. <laughs> Abe, I predicted $17.5 half of 35 Exactly. 
and I wrote 24 million. Abe, you won this week. Well, I was over. It's barely. You, <laughs> fine. Okay. If you want to play, you want to keep. I was giving you the credit. Yeah. But, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. But, but okay. I, I did lose. Yeah. Well, I mean, if we count the Martin Luther King Day totals, it'd be like 20 uh. million. So you'd still be kind of under. Um, but with that said, Jack Ryan came in fourth place this weekend with 17.2 mil. Right along, dominated the weekend with $41 million. That's a lot of money. Uh, Lone Survivor was still doing things because that's what that movie will do. $23 million. And, of course, The Nut Job, which I hear is terrible, uh, third place with $20 million. And Doubles Do, seventh place, $8 million. Um, uh, how much did Nut Job make? $20 million. 20 okay. Enough. Uh, <laughs> enough for Nut Job 2. Enough for Nut Job 2. Going, going, going bananas. Going? <laughs> 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 uh, so yeah, that's the uh, that's the old box out of totals. I think it's time. What time is it? Oh, Aaron, I I believe it's time for us to play some games. In Russia, games play you. Ah, that was very shadow recruiting. Wait, it's Kevin Brown on the show now. Who is that? It's I, Kevin. Oh, I knew it. I said Kevin. Who's Kevin? <laughs> Making that joke immediately. Kevin Hart? <laughs> um, okay, I have a new game, guys. Yes. It's called You May Remember Me from Such Films As, and basically I'm going to read the titles of films that are really old, not really old, but very early in various actors' careers. The only hint I'll give you is that all of these actors have been in a Jack Ryan movie. Mm. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. So this first one should be pretty easy just to set the tone for it, but they're going to get much harder as I go along. I'm going to be blanking on a lot of them. Here we go. Here's the first one. You may remember me from such films as Star Wars Episode One and Bend It Like Beckham. Kira Knightley. Kira Knightley is correct. I don't know why Abe stuttered. She was in Star Wars Episode One. Yeah, she's yeah, she's, she's the, the Padme's decoy. Or yeah, decoy. Oh, okay. Also, Bend It Like Beckham gave it away immediately. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a great movie. Let's just let's repeat. By the way, say your name first and then the answer. But I'll give Jordan the point still. Jesus Shuttlesworth. Here we go. Here's the next one. You remember? You may remember me from such films as The Princess Diaries 2, Royal Engagement, and Blind Dating. Uh, Abe. Oh. Chris Pine. That is the correct answer. Chris Blind Pine. Dating. That's a movie. You're not going to know a lot of these movies that I get to, by the way. <laughs> so, uh, I figured that I'd get the early ones and then I'm going to let Jordan have the later. Oh, jeez. Here we go. You may remember me from such films as Field of Dreams and Buffalo oh, Vampire Slayer. <laughs> That's uh, wrong. What was the second movie you named? Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, crap. Always listen to the whole question. Uh, Blank. Nothing? No, nothing? Mm. Not going to guess anything. I'm going to guess uh, Tobin Maguire. What? Been, it's all <laughs> actors that have been in Jack Ryan movies. So the correct answer was Ben Affleck. Nope, you answer already. It's Ben Affleck. I get points. Ben Affleck. He was in. He was in. Uh, what was the first movie you mentioned? Field of Dreams. Yeah, he's in the audience at one point. That shouldn't okay. count. These are all. These are all going to be obscure. I know. It's going to be. Yeah, they're true and obscure. I, I was going to say James Earl Jones. Uh, I'm glad I didn't. Remember his pivotal role in Buffy the Vampire. In Buffy the Vampire. Yeah. <laughs> As the head vampire? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was just called James. <laughs> that was his vampire name. <laughs> Here's the next one. I'm telling you, these are going to get way harder. Okay. Yeah. You may remember he from such films as Malibu Hot Summer and Night Shift. Hmm. The bad guy in the third Jack Ryan movie. That'd be Willem Dafoe, which is incorrect. Abe, Willem Dafoe. 
I already said it's incorrect. Oh, okay. Oh, Malibu Hot Summer? Yep. I was going to say Jamie Kennedy, but that's Malibu's most wanted. And Night Shift. Who's in Malibu? But what is Night Shift? What's Night Shift? That's that Ron Howard movie with Michael Keaton. And the guy who we're looking for. And the guy who we're looking for. <laughs> this answer. The key uh, thing to think about is that these are all people that have been in Jack Ryan movies. All the main stars of these Jack Ryan movies. I'm not just choosing random people from Jack Ryan. I actually well, haven't yeah, seen all okay. the Jack Ryan movies. Yeah, but you at least know some of the main people in these Jack Ryan movies. Okay. Not I'm really. <laughs> get my last answer. Kevin Costner. It is Kevin Costner. You're correct. George. Yes! <laughs> that was very easy. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was simple. Here's the next one. Everyone knows Malibu Hoss. <laughs> 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 All right. You remember me from such films as The Conversation and Force 10 from Navarone. The Conversation. Abe, Dreams or Jones. Incorrect. I'm trying to wait, Conversation. Yep. Oh, damn it. It's a good one to think about. No, it is. I, I, I don't even know what the second one is. Doesn't matter. <laughs> conversation, Conversation. Um, There's one person screaming the answer at this. Yeah, Aaron Burr. Um... I'm just gonna hmm, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford is the correct answer. The conversation? Yeah. I forgot. What what does he play in that? He's like Robert Duvall's like evil like uh, assistant guy Blair? who like, stalks Gene Hackman. He's really creepy in that movie. Creepier than oh, than what that. lies beneath. Huh. I had an affair with her. <laughs> <laughs> I've, been, I've been perfecting that one. You sound just exactly like him now. I nailed that one. It's amazing. I'll redo that you later. and your Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> what? I had an affair with her. What? <laughs> All the camping. Okay. You may okay. remember me from such films as Chariots of Fire and Swing Kids. Ooh. Mm. Both those movies. You don't answer. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> pretty good, Jordan. Abe, hey, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman is not in any Jack Ryan movie. You are no, he's not. Um, 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 um. Jesus, I don't know. The correct answer was Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh! Oh, yes. Oh, oh. All right. Oh, poor Kenneth. You may remember me from such films as Forever Lulu, and she's having a baby. What? Forever <laughs> Lulu, and she's having a baby. Having a baby. Forever Lulu. Forever Lulu. Forever hey, Lulu. James Earl Jones. It's not James Earl Jones. <laughs> when, when was that made? Forever Lulu? Yeah. Classic 80s movie, Forever Lulu? <laughs> okay, stop saying these movies are classics. <laughs> I'm sorry that you don't recognize Forever Lulu as one of the best movies ever made. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say uh, Sean Connery. Uh, close. It is Alec Baldwin. Oh. Oh. oh, Alec. That's right, he did play Jack. Well. I get the point again. I am tied with Jordan. At two apiece? I win this one. This is going to be close. The, you may remember me from such films as The Field and Black Beauty. Abe, the horse from Black Beauty. Incorrect. Mm. Okay, you just threw that away. You did. No, I, I was thinking hard. I mean, I've I've narrow I've knocked off a lot of other actors from Jack Ryan. Abe, James Earl Jones. It's not James Earl. Hey, James Earl Jones is not an answer. Let me just add, put that out there right now. <laughs> oh, um. Okay, Black Beauty. That is the movie with a uh, scene Bean. It is, the, and you are correct. It is Sean Bean. Wait, what was he in Jack Ryan? He's the bad guy in Patriot Games. Oh, I've, I've never seen that movie. I know. You may, just... remember, you may remember me from such films as Teachers and Lean on Me. Oh. Uh, hmm. Oh, this is like a, a softball. Lean on Me? I know. I've never seen that movie. I'm sorry. 
I'm actually confusing it with you can count on me. Oh my god. Uh, lean on me. I know of the movie. Like, I can see the poster yeah. in my head right now. Um, um, yeah. The correct answer is Morgan Freeman. Oh. Freeman. All right. Jordan comes down to this one. It's oh, me or boy. you. Oh, boy. <laughs> like Abe is out of this. Abe with the steel here. <laughs> you're, you're done, Abe. Here's the next one. <laughs> you, remember, may, you may remember me from such films as Streets of Fire or To Live and Die in L.A. Ooh. Abe Tupac. To Live and Die with in L.A. Good old William Peterson. Um, and? Um... Oh, see, I've never. Mm, is it this? Mm, is it Wilhelm Dafoe? Yes, it is Wilhelm Dafoe. Jordan, you managed to pull out a win. Who, who was he in the um, Jack Ryan movies? He was the bad guy in Clear and Present Danger. Or no, he's John Clark in Clear and Present Danger. He's oh. awesome in that. These movie. movies have pretty good casts. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I may just go buy him today. You can get the four pack. Yeah, it comes with a free ticket. I'll use it to go watch Devils Do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's how you play. You may remember me from such films as. Oh, that's a fun game. I like that one. That was, that was good. That was good. Yeah. All right, let's move on now to Out Now Presents What's Out Now. These are movies that are coming out on Blu-ray and DVD this week. We have Captain Phillips. Yeah, go see it. Ooh, great movie. We have Blue Jasmine. Yeah, definitely go see it. Great movie. Machete Kills. I didn't watch I didn't it. See it. That's a movie. Uh, In a world, definitely go see that. Definitely go see. Yeah, Charlie Countryman, you don't you don't need to see that. Is that the one oh. with uh, Shia LaBeouf? Yeah, hashtag stop creating. Um, and of course, RoboCop comes out on the new remastered Blu-ray, which is probably the only thing that will good that will come out of the RoboCop remake debacle. <laughs> that's happening. And it comes with a free ticket to see the remake. Yeah, so you can find out for yourself. So, uh, but I have I, I currently have that Blu-ray and it's fantastic. So do I. How much is a Blu-ray? Is it twenty dollars? Nine, seven ninety-nine. Yeah, it's like seven ninety-nine. Like I know. Are you out of your mind? Mind? <laughs> you got some. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's what's happening then. All right. So next week's show, we're going to talk. We, we, Abe and I, we want to see I Frankenstein too much, which is really why we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> I mean, that's really, that's... We love Aaron Eckhart. He was our first show, Battle L.A., but. Yeah, but instead, we're going to talk about a lot of the foreign films that have been released recently, and some of them which have been you know, nominated for Oscars at this point. So I think we're going to talk about Drug War is a big one that we're going to talk about. Uh, the Hunt will probably come up, and some others. We'll see. Maybe I'll see The Great, Be- the Great Beauty by that time as well. But uh... What about a five-minute segment on I, Frankenstein? <laughs> possible. If you Very see I, Frankenstein, then we can maybe do a five-minute segment, <laughs> the, tag at, the tag at the end. Because I'm episodes. seeing that, no matter what. Um but yeah, we'll get we'll get there when we get there. But uh, yeah, that's I think that's gonna be our plan next week. We're gonna just address some of the big foreign films from recent times. Um, so yeah, with all that said, that's gonna do it for this week's episode about now, Theron and Abe. You can uh, find more of my work on my personal blog, thecodezeke.com, where you can find all my written movie reviews as well as my reviews at whysoblue.com for Blu-ray reviews, as well as my I recently posted a list of my most anticipated films for the year, so you can find that there. Uh, Twitter.com/slash/Aaron's PS4 as well, Abe. You can find more fun stuff at walrusmoose.blogspot.com and twitter.com slash walrusmoose. Hashtag Aaron's PS4. Jordan? You can go to damndirtyblog.blogspot.com and read very old reviews that I wrote. However, I'm going to start updating it on a regular basis. Oh, thank God. Uh, because I know you've been clamoring. The world has spoken. In, in Twitter? Uh, yeah. Uh, Twitter, you can in go Twitter to... At, uh, yeah, they've they've 
ask for it as well. You can go to at Amsterdam Chap and follow me, and I'll follow you. All right. You can, of course, find all the other episodes of At Now, There and Today on iTunes and at Stitcher, as well as HHWLD.com, where you can find all the other shows there, including shows about comics and games and TV and other fun stuff like that, including the Ikapod Cranecast. It's season finale. It's great. was this week, and we will have an episode up regarding that one. Double episode? Uh, well, yeah, it's a two-part season finale. Boom. So, yeah. Find more fun stuff at Walt. <laughs> <laughs> find our other... Find our other episodes over at com as well as youtube.com slash outnowpodcast. Facebook.com slash outnowpodcast and twitter.com slash outnow underscore podcast. I know I read it out of order. <laughs> <laughs> also email us at outnowpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, outnowpodcast.tumblr.com. You can find pictures and episodes and stuff there. And of course, uh, feel free to leave us a voicemail at 972-798-3830. We've got a jingle that. So that said, that's going to do it for this week's episode about Now with Aaron and Abe. Jordan, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for inviting me. You're our shadow recruit, by the way. Oh, what does that even mean, by the way? Shadow recruit? What does this title (laughs) even mean? It's because he's he's operational now, like after a conversation. Which equals shadow recruit? (laughs) Yeah. He's not really in the Navy. He's in the CIA. All right. He works in the shadows. Thank you for that. (laughs) And until next time, so long. And goodbye. Bye-bye. I always wanted to be a top-secret agent. Codename Mozart. You know, make it through Checkpoint Charlie by the skin of my teeth. Tomorrow? Yes. Really? <laughs> I Wait, who doesn't? People that is it a federal holiday? Or it? Day? Yeah. yeah, it's a holiday. Yeah, I guess my company's racist or something. Uh, that's a shame. It is a shame, because it would be nice for a three-day Yeah, it's not that good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Could be better. Could be. Ugh. Dungeon. Oh, my gosh. My internet is terrible today. Really? Mine's pretty good. Mine's awesome. You know why? Because you don't have the day off tomorrow. I'm like the only person <laughs> in the apartment. You suck. What's <laughs> 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 uh, Remember those themes, Jordan, in Save Mr. Beggs? Oh, yeah. Oh, they're just uh-huh. like, Mr. Beggs. <laughs> Classic score. I should be his boss. I be his boss. I've got a 15-year-old boss. <laughs> you think this is game, Jack? You think I need articles in my sentence? I pronounce grammar how I like. I Russian. In Russia, grammar wait for you. Here's a nice lobe. Chew on it. <laughs> oh, 
I'm gonna try that on somebody. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that was the best part. About the he movie. did the Vulcan neck pinch, and then he was like, "Here's the light bulb in your mouth." <laughs> He's Mr. Bucket now. <laughs> I learned, how did I the movie just, end? I, was, I forgot how the movie ended. He walked into the president's office. He's like, he "Hey, gives, Mr. President!" He gives, oh, that's right. That's right. Oh he my god! Gives, he gives him a high five. <laughs> <laughs> High five freeze frame. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's simple. Here's the next one. Everyone knows Malibu Hot. This is the newest Ichapod crane cast. I've never seen yeah. the show, but I listen to the podcast. Maxwell was gone and we had our guest on. She was a lot of fun. It was fun to do that. You never watch the show. <laughs> you listen to I just listen to the podcast. Because <laughs> we have such a kick-ass theme song. You're like, yeah, let's get, let's go. <laughs> Time to do it. Ichapod, my name is Ichapod Crane. Let's go. Let's do this. See, when, when I watch it, when it comes to Ray, I, I'm going to be spoiled. Well, you'll just use our episodes as commentaries because they're all like <laughs> they're all like 42 minute long. So yeah, you can easily yeah, do it. Yeah. We make them as long as the episodes. You should go to Fox and ask them uh, if he can be on the... <laughs> if he can be on the Blu-ray. <laughs> all right. Are you ready, Abe? Yes. Yeah, see you. Okay.